Gotham Sound is your one-stop audio solution for microphones, mixers, recorders, podcasting, and wireless. Whether you're looking to rent or buy sound equipment, are working at a church, feature film, a television show, podcast, theater, or a student project, Gotham Sound is here to serve you. With a huge selection of new and used gear, it's your first stop before you buy. Gotham Sound has the pro audio you need to make your project sound true professional. Gotham has been around for 18 years perfecting pro audio. Visit us at GothamSound.com. Start your fragrance line and make money with BostonPerfumery.com. Design custom cologne or perfume using natural ingredients. Imagine 10% butterscotch, 20% sandalwood, and 70% vanilla dark. Choose any scents and any percentage from the Boston Perfumery Sun Chart, then name your custom fragrance. Visit bostonperfumery.com. Again, bostonperfumery.com. Everyone deserves a signature scent. It's the Messiah Community Radio Talk Show. This is Michael James Lauren, your host. We've covered the subject of diets before. The name of this book diet cults is very interesting because everyone thinks they have a lock on, on what's right or the right kind of diet for them uh, matt fitzgerald is our special guest he's an acclaimed endurance sports coach nutritionist and author welcome to the program it's great to be with you our sponsors with over 90 years experience in developing audio electronics bayer dynamics stands for innovative audio products with the highest sound quality and pioneering technology Two business divisions, consumer and installation, provide tailor solutions for professional and private users. All products are developed in Germany and primarily manufactured by hand. From headphones to microphones and conference and interpretation systems. For more information, please visit north-america.bearedynamic.com. And by Vocal Booth To Go carries a complete line of products and accessories specifically designed for voiceover actors, audio professionals, podcasters, producers, and studio owners to help them get professional results for their clients. It's your go-to place for sound treatment, soundproofing, portable, and mobile vocal booths. Visit VocalBoothToGo.com for more information. And Oralex Acoustics has one mission to make you sound your best. Thousands of satisfied Oralex customers have experienced improved acoustics along with free expert advice, total sound control products from Oralex. Enjoy widespread use among prominent artists, producers, engineers, and corporations worldwide. Remember, it's not your gear, it's the room. Visit Oralex.com for more information. And great audio starts with great gear. And Zoom's 30-year reputation promises quality and affordability. Visit zoom-na.com today for recorders, audio interfaces, effects pedals, and more. We're Zoom, and we're for creators. Matt, are we going to ruffle some feathers here? Because some people are sure that, you know, the keto diet is the right diet or the paleo or uh, the plant-based diet and all that. You're here to set the record straight. What is your book all about, Diet Cults? Yeah, well, you really can't open your mouth on the subject of diet without ruffling some feathers. And that's that's actually what this book is about. You know, in, in the work that I do, you know, I've developed a certain amount of knowledge about, uh, you know, eating for, for health and fitness and in, in just trying to, to pass along good advice for athletes, I started to, to notice how 
challenging it was just to break through the noise, you know, with all the conflicting information that, you know, uh, people are, are, you know, whether athletes or not are bombarded with. And, uh, you know, it it struck me that um, folks have a hard time kind of thinking rationally about diet. You know, it seemed like there were a lot of other factors involved and I became very curious about that and, and wondered why. And diet cults was really just an, an, an attempt to answer that question. You know, why is it so hard for, for most of us to, to think straight when, when it comes to the subject of diet? Yeah, you hear about it all the time. You know, coffee is good. No, it's not. Oats or oat bran is good. No, it isn't. You hear <laughs> people are like constantly changing eggs. Uh, oh, don't, don't ever, you know? So uh, there are sections in the book where you explain what is acceptable, you know, and, and that fine line and, and without the, uh, the absolutes or the confusion that we get in the media. Yeah. I mean, I guess, the, you know, the fundamental project of, of the book I wrote was to clarify what we really do know about what it takes to, to eat for your, you know, for better health or for better fitness. If you talk to someone who is, you know, a legitimate authority on the subject of human nutrition, someone who's gone through the schooling, earned their PhD, is in the trenches doing the research, you know, they will tell you there is there is no single one best way for human beings to eat. That's one of the great things about being human is That's that right. we're very adaptable. This is not to say that there that you can, that anything goes, you know, that there aren't rules you can't get away with breaking. And that's what I try to do in in the book is establish, okay, where are the boundaries? Like, you know, what is the limit of what you can eat, you know, without consequence? And then what do we do inside that space that's allowed to us? And that's where, you know, you can have diets that are very different, you know, certain versions of like a paleo diet, you know, which is animal foods heavy, and certain, you know, a good approach to a vegan or vegetarian diet, they can well, both yield results that are very pleasing to the people who are on those diets. And it's like, well, those diets look nothing alike. But if you look deeper, you realize that both of those people, both of those individuals are respecting the broader rules that, you know, the PhD in nutrition would say, yeah, you know, those are the, those are the things that, that really matter, not so much, you know, the nitty gritty details. Well, I like to think of myself as very adaptable because I eat everything. So <laughs> I feel better now, you know, I'm just, I'm just, I don't overeat, I'm adaptable, you know, but no, uh, you know, I personally, I've been trying just, you know, the plant-based diet, I've lost some weight on that, you know, feel better and everything. But you hear now that, um, I mean, that can't be the only uh, answer, you know, you you hear about people who ate uh, sausage or whatever. They lived to 103. They drank wine or whatever. Um, you, I mean, this must uh, be the catalyst that that interested you because you mentioned other places, other like Paris and how people live and how they enjoy yeah. the culture. And so, uh, you know, tell tell me as far as in your research, what are you most surprised about or 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 miffed? when it comes to how people eat or even how they uh, bring their culture into the show? Yeah. You know, uh, I mean, I, I have to say I had a lot of fun writing this book because it's not, it doesn't read like a diet book. It was not intended to be a diet book, even though the word diet is in the very title. <laughs> one of the chapters I had the most fun researching writing was the one about the Lewis and Clark expedition, you know, because those guys, they were, you know, this is obviously 
you know, a long, long time ago when, when these guys and their crew, you know, spent a couple of years traveling back and forth. They were the first people ever to do this, you know, across the entire continental U.S. And they had to eat, they had to do all kinds of stuff to, to get by in terms of their diet. They had no idea what they were in for. And they're a really interesting uh, kind of experiment of two uh, on just how adaptable we, we are. You, you can't eat dirt and expect to survive. But these guys <laughs> went from like all plant-based to all fish at certain points. And I'm not going to tell you that they were equally healthy at all points during the journey, but they, <laughs> they, they made it through. I'm sure they had and, their intestines challenged. <laughs> yes. Yeah. A couple of times. But what's interesting, you know, there's, there's one point where they, uh, these guys had to eat something they'd never eaten before at one point in the journey and it made them sick. And then they ate it again during the return trip and they were fine. And really, you know, that whole cult concept, um, you know, it's, it's provocative, but it just, it's meant to get at the idea that, you know, as human beings, we, we don't just eat for health. We identify with how we eat. You know, we eat for cultural reasons. We eat for personal reasons. We eat for moral reasons. Um, and that's okay. In fact, it's unavoidable. And in fact, you know, you're, you're more likely to be able to stick with whatever diet you want to stick with if you have, if you identify with it, if you feel like, Oh, I'm part of a group of people who who eat this way. Mm -hmm. but, you know, the that. only part that I object to is when sort of uh, non-rational claims are made around a diet. You know, because most of the the popular branded diets out there, each of them claims to be the best, right? But you know, my hypothetical PhD in nutrition will say, no, there is no single best. There are there's a bunch. There's a spectrum of good diets, and then there's the way most of us eat, which is not good in, in 2020. Um, we want to come back know, in so. just a bit. We're here with uh, Matt Fitzgerald. He's our special guest, and he's a well-known nutritionist and uh, sports endurance uh, coach and also the author of the book, uh, Diet Cults, that we're talking about right now. And I'll give him a chance. We have 100 foods to eat before you die. Matt, just I'll give you a chance to gather that uh, list together, and we'll be right back right after this. Sennheiser has been continuously setting trends in the audio industry. Wherever people care passionately about recording, transmitting, or playing sound, Sennheiser will be there. Artists, disc jockeys, scientists, sound technicians, or demanding music lovers, the Sennheiser name always stands for premium products, headphones, microphones, and all-around audio solutions. The ultimate in sound quality. Sennheiser. Charlotte Christian College and Theological Seminary believes that every Christian has a distinct calling and that he or she must boldly respond to that call. Charlotte Christian specializes in equipping the adult learner and all degrees are available both online and on campus. Degree fields include urban Christian ministry, biblical studies, pastoral studies, and more. So whether you are called to full-time ministry or as a co-vocational minister, Charlotte Christian can help you. Visit Visit us at charlottechristian.edu or call 704-334-6882. 
Christians in Action Missions International is actively accepting applications from those desiring to win the lost at any cost. We've been sending long-term missionaries throughout the world for 62 years. We emphasize intentional personal evangelism, equipping disciples, and planting churches among the nations. We empower national leadership to demonstrate and declare the love of God to the unreached. Journey with us as we take the gospel to the world. Log on at cinami.org. Org. That's CINAMI.org or call 559-370-4103. All right, we're back with Matt Fitzgerald and his book, Diet Cults. And uh, it is confusing what diet is the best. You hear about the keto diet, the paleo diet, the uh, a vegan or plant-based. And, uh, and it turns out that we're learning that there is not one perfect diet, but we do want to find out also about, uh, what is it, 100 foods to eat before you die is that uh, now you have two seconds go ahead in the book as just an exercise i make a list of foods that in at least in our culture today are popularly considered to be superfoods and then i make another list of foods that are not considered superfoods but if you put them side by side it's impossible to say which one is healthier you know what i mean so that's the beauty of it is that there's enough things out there to eat that are good for us that you don't have to start over. You know, if maybe most people listening feel like, oh yeah, my diet could use some improvement, but that doesn't mean you have to start from zero. You know, you can probably still eat stuff you like, stuff that's culturally familiar. You just might have to let go of you know certain things and maybe add a few others. But there's plenty of room to make your own list. You know, there's so many options out there. And, that's and those marketers, those marketers are having a field day with this because yeah. we're, we're easily led to say, hey, this is it. I mean, I look at the box if it says plant-based. I don't care if it's cookies now. You know, I'll take it. I'll put it in the, uh, the carriage. And so they know that, these marketers, you know, that it says uh, plant-based or grass-fed or they, these are words now, gluten-free and... Uh, so, you know, that's what I thought was interesting about your book. And one other thing, too, I should mention, it seems like the great equalizer for you that you made clear uh, is that exercise is really where it's at more than anything. That You, you put more faith in, in a, you know, good exercise and how, how good that is for you as opposed to someone who eats well with that exercise. Right. Yeah. It's a crucial part of the equation. I, you know, I wouldn't overstate the argument and say, oh, diet doesn't matter at all. It's all exercise. No, <laughs> you know, if, it's how if you, die you, of a heart you really want to be a healthy person <laughs> uh, and, you know, robust and, and live long, uh, you want to pay attention to both. Yeah. And just before we go to, um, I want to talk about morality in just a minute, but uh, I've heard of what is that, the Atkins diet, or it's close to the keto diet, which has been very, very popular. But uh, would you agree? Is that lopsided? I mean, can people die from uh, of a heart attack or loading up so much on things that uh, I'm not really sure how it works, but with the fat and the, and the grease, it's supposed to help you lose weight and it doesn't sound good. <laughs> no, I mean, you know, in, in point of fact, and, and you, you hinted at this earlier, I mean, you could go on, you know, a vegan diet that is an unhealthy version of a vegan diet and you wouldn't get very good health outcomes from it, you know, and you also mentioned, you know, what marketers do to play on the stuff that's being fed to us. There's this concept of the health halo. So you could buy a packet of gummy bears and they could be promoted as vegan 
and and low fat, right? Well, are gummy bears good for you? You know, a fifth I did grader that. knows that they're not. When we come back with our special guest, Matt Fitzgerald, and his book, Diet Cults, we're going to talk about morality in just a bit. Something that you mentioned I thought that was interesting, that the morality actually came, and according to someone who had mentioned it, I think a philosopher from a tree, and you say not from God, I'd like to challenge you on that and talk to you about it right after this. God has designed you for a unique purpose. Get equipped for God's call with a degree from Clark Summit University. Choose from undergraduate and master's degrees available completely online in programs like business, counseling, Bible, and education. For some programs, it's possible to earn your degree in as little as two years, or you can complete the degree you previously started. See if you qualify for a tuition discount. Answer God's call on your life and become a Christ-centered, career-ready graduate. Go to clarksummitu.edu slash podcast. That's clarksummitu.edu slash podcast. Every day, over three and a half million children walk, bike, and ride to a Christian school every day. But many of our schools are in danger of closing. Our Christian schools are too important to our children, to our families, and to our nation to let that happen. Christian School Management at christianschoolmanagement.org is dedicated to the health of our Christian schools. Contact christianschoolmanagement.org to help your Christian school fill and stay filled with children impacting our nation. All right, we're back with the book Diet Cults, and Matt Fitzgerald is our uh, special guest, and Matt is an endurance coach. He is a nutritionist, very acclaimed sports coach and author. He's had, the, well, the author of the books of The Endurance Diet, 80-20 Running, and How Bad Do You Want It? Also, the book we're talking about now, which is uh, Diet Cults. So this is really interesting, right up my alley here, where it talks about objective, <laughs> mora <laughs> objective morality. And it, it claimed that, now I'm not sure who it was, I think you said a philosopher, that saying that he has proved from the scriptures here that um, morality did not come from God, it came from a tree. And of course, hopefully he was lighthearted about it, but he was talking about the tree of good and evil uh, with Adam and Eve, that God plants a special tree in the Garden of Eden, and tells Adam, from any tree of the garden, you may eat freely, but from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you shall not eat, for in the day that you eat from it, you will surely die. And uh, tell us about that, because I, I thought that was interesting. You made that point with the tree. Yeah, so, yeah, you talked uh, at the outset about ruffling feathers. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> if, if I haven't ruffled feathers with the very title of the book, uh, you can't get beyond page one without uh, having your feathers ruffled. Well, it's, a, it's an arresting title, Diet Cults. And, right. And, and I thought it was great, but I'll tell you why in a minute. Go ahead. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, um, so, you know, I talk about... Um, you know the the Genesis that story from from Genesis. Um, you know, I yeah, it's a little it's a little little cheeky, but the the point you know because even if you're not Christian, like you probably know you know the general outlines of that story. Yes, and and, and the real point I'm trying to make is that don't forget about the food part of that story. You know, it's like. Yeah, you know, there's God and there's the serpent and there's the first man and there's the first woman and it's the it's the very beginning of our story. Uh but 
there's also food involved. Like food has a central place in that story and that's no accident. And that's really, you know, I, I might've been a little ham handed about how I, how I went about the whole thing, it was but good. that's really the fundamental point is that don't forget about how the food part of the story. Food is a central part of, of the Bible. They talk about it a lot. We can take it too far, as, in other words, uh, when it comes to the foods we adhere to and, and certain cultures, if you will. Uh, is that something you mentioned in the book as far as just uh, you know, how, how connected are we with the, the foods from just growing up in that environment and that culture, heritage? Yeah. yeah. So, you know, I, I definitely would, would not want to paint myself as the guy who says, you know, get over your religion, like get over your values, get over your culture. You just need to, you know, eat, you know, the way scientists tell you, like, that's the last thing, you know, I would, I would want to communicate. And that's why I like the, the title diet cults, because sometimes we don't know why we eat what we do. It could be a cultural thing, a uh, heritage. And uh, with a closer look, there's not one perfect, you know, diet as you had mentioned. But here's something I'll mention. This is on, um, well, page 21 of your book. It says, the modern cult of healthy eating is made up of innumerable subcults that are constantly vying for superiority. A competitive marketplace of healthy diets emerged in the 19th century and has been growing ever since, like consumer products and commercial markets. Each of these diets has a brand name and is advertised as being better than competing brands. Now we could all go home. That's what the main thing of the, <laughs> of the book is. Yeah, th that is just it. That's just not true. Again, you know, there are certain rules you can't get away with breaking if you want to, you know, live a long, healthy life, but that there is no single, you know, rule-bound, specific diet that is clearly superior to the others. Um, and yeah, exactly it. We can all go home because, <laughs> you know, <laughs> people get this idea that, okay, there, there are 99 different diets coming at me. One of them has to be the best. I, I need to find it. And that's overwhelming. You, you said there's not one true way, of course, when it comes to uh, diets and everything. But then you mentioned, which I thought was cool, there's uh, the agnostic healthy eating that uh, chances are you're neither, it says, a fully committed follower of the cult of pleasure eating who cares nothing about nutrition or a card-carrying member of any uh, diet or healthy diet cult. And um, so what's the agnostic healthy eating all about? Right. So, you know, that's, I guess, the second agenda uh, of this book. I, you know, I have a thesis and then I have a, a practical agenda because my feeling was that there were other people out there like me who, I mean, some people just give up, right? And they eat whatever and they live with the consequences. Um, and that, you know, that's a choice that, that each of us can make. But there are a lot of us out there who, that, who want to eat healthy, but are kind of turned off by the dogma of, of the various diet cults, as I call them. And my feeling was, what's out there for us? It's like, okay, here's what we really know. Here are the limits of what we know about how you can eat. Um, the rules you can't break. And guess what? When, you, when you've established those guardrails, there's actually a lot of room to play in there. Hmm. So you can, you, can, you can be a vegetarian and, and an agnostic healthy eater. You can be someone who eats meat and fish or high carb, low carb. You know, there are ways to fit inside that without all the, the dogma. 
And I was trying to create a kind of uh, fallback option for people, you know, like me. And I think there are a lot of us out there who, who care about our health and fitness and are willing to, you know, avoid eating too many cupcakes for the sake of our health and, and fitness. Uh, but we don't want to, to drink the Kool-Aid, so to speak, of, a, you know, some particular diet cult. I love the way you said that. I do. And because it puts things uh, in perspective, we need that. And we need to have some balance or else everyone's going to, you know, try this diet, that diet and go uh, bonkers. So there has a, you know, we're a bit level now when we understand that. But uh, we come back with the last thoughts here with Matt Fitzgerald. He's the author of the book Diet Cults. And uh, we might as well talk about the subject when we come back, uh, gender and even politics. How does that affect uh, the diets right after this? Hey everyone, Athena Dean Holtz with Redemption Press here. Are you a coach, pastor, blogger, small group leader, thought leader, ministry or industry professional with a message that could benefit others? If so, we'd love to help you produce a professional book that can open new doors and be an impact to other people's lives. We'd love to hear about your idea and see how we can help with our personalized writing coaches and professional editorial team. Visit redemption-press.com. The world and everything in it delivers sound journalism grounded in God's Word through a daily 30-minute podcast. From essential headlines to feature stories to international news straight from the field, after only one or two listens, you'll wonder how you got through your daily routine without it. Listen anywhere you typically enjoy podcasts or by going to wng.org slash podcast. Back with Matt Fitzgerald. He is our special guest. Diet Cults is the name of the book. And who would have thought that gender and even politics, it says gender is not the only factor. I'm reading from your book that informs people's attractions to particular diets. It says politics is another that politically liberate, uh, liberal women and men are 40% more likely to be vegetarian than are moderates and conservatives. Did not know that. Yeah, you know, honestly, that may be changing, uh, you know, just given I don't have uh, statistics to put on that. But, you know, this book was written largely in 2013, published in 2014. Um, and that was certainly the case at the time. But, you know, as you are probably well aware, uh, plant-based diets have gained in popularity yes. since then. But, you know, the broader point is that, you know, there's you know, people tend to think they choose a particular way of eating for purely rational reasons, you know, at least today, you know, two, you know, 300 years ago, it was just all cultural, religious, like, you know, those types of factors. Uh, well, I eat the way my grandma ate. That's all there is to it. But today where you can, you know, grow up eating one way and then you leave, your nuclear home and you have all kinds of options, you know, a lot of people end up when they're, you know, my age eating very differently than they did when they grew up. So you have, you know, all, all kinds of options. Might as well ask, do we, do you think people really understand why they eat what they eat from particular uh, heritage or, or cultures, or they just can say, I just grew up eating that? Well, plenty of parts uh, on earth, you know, you eat the way you die, the way you were born eating. But I think you and I, are probably examples of people who grew up eating a certain way and then now feel like, yeah, you know, you've already told me you, you've changed the way you eat. I've changed the way I eat. I, I, I deliberately emulate the diets of 
elite endurance athletes because I'm an endurance athlete and I want to, you know, be as fit as I can be. So, Hey, can I spend a, like a week with you? Would you mind? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've got I mean, a couple spare bedrooms. Yeah. <laughs> I've oh, thought about uh, that. You know, it could be a little cottage business. Just like, well, I want with me uh, to for a month and see what happens. <laughs> no, I mean, seriously, I'm sure that a lot of people, they uh, take an interest in you because of, uh, again, your, your background as an endurance coach, a nutritionist. Just out of curiosity, what kind of diet do you eat? What, what's your diet all about? Yeah, so what I try to do is, is I try to eat uh, a, a nice balance and variety. You know, so many, of the, uh, so, so many of the diet cults are based on what you can't eat. Um, I really try to focus on saying yes <laughs> in my diet and eating inclusively, uh, but with, with high standards. And so I, I, the thing I really avoid is processed foods. I, I try to eat a wide variety of foods uh, that are un unprocessed, uh, with certain exceptions. So let's talk more about that subject of morality. Uh, that's kind of interwoven until the world, you know, I guess the word cult as far as uh, which one is the best or the best way when it comes to foods and how they, I don't know, circle the word morality. And so uh, how did you find in your research uh, morality and food, uh, inter in, I guess, intersect? It's just natural for us to do that, for, for us to identify with the way we eat. So you know, it, it's absolutely okay, in my opinion, and who am I to say otherwise, you know, to, to eat in a way that's consistent with your culture, with your values, with your religion, with your personality, uh, with your tastes, all those things. Those are non-rational elements that, that factor into how you choose to eat um, so those are all good. Um, you know, the, the point I try to make in diet cults is that, you know, while though all those things are good, it's, it's just, it's helpful to be able to distinguish them from the rational elements of the choices you make about the food you eat. You Nothing know, wrong it, with that. I mean, you know, we have to challenge a little bit instead of saying, Hey, I always, it's like that, uh, Fiddler on the Roof. Why do we do the way that we do? Right. And then he, exactly. he breaks into that song, Tradition. Right. <laughs> so, you know, it's good to kind of know. And your book, Diet Cults, uh, addresses all that as well. And, and uh, Matt Fitzgerald has been our special guest. His book, Diet Cults, uh, go on his website, of course, mattfitzgerald.org and also 8020endurance.com. I like how you say that life is a marathon. That's kind of your mantra uh, is it not in, in remaining words when it comes to your book, Diet Cults, and uh, people who are still scratching their head and they're trying to figure out which one is the best or what would you like them in the end to get out of uh, eating, uh, exercising? You, you take it away. Yeah, I guess, you know, the, the last word I would offer is, you know, as the cliche says, don't let perfect be the enemy of good. You know, if, if your diet today is not where you know you think it should be, don't paralyze yourself by looking at the distance between where you are now and someone else's idea of what a perfect diet is. If you can make any incremental improvements, you know, like small steps toward perfection, uh, you will be rewarded for it. And you don't ever have to get to perfect uh, to be happy with the results you get from the way you eat. 
Yes. And Matt, please save that spare room for me, okay? Because the plant-based diet's working, but you're an endurance coach and, you know, I have more weight to, to lose. So I'm coming. Right on. <laughs> Just keep the door unlocked, though, okay? But, uh, <laughs> hey, thanks for being on the program. Matt Fitzgerald, the book Diet Cults. Thanks for being on the program. My pleasure. Our sponsors with over 90 years experience in developing audio electronics. Bayer Dynamics stands for innovative audio products with the highest sound quality and pioneering technology. Two business divisions, consumer and installation, provide tailored solutions for professional and private users. All products are developed in Germany and primarily manufactured by hand. From headphones to microphones and conference and interpretation systems. For more information, please visit north-america.bairdynamic.com. And by Vocal Booth to Go carries a complete line of products and accessories specifically designed for voiceover actors, audio professionals, podcasters, producers, and studio owners to help them get professional results for their clients. It's your go-to place for sound treatment, soundproofing, portable, and mobile vocal booths. Visit VocalBoothToGo.com for more information. And Oralex Acoustics has one mission, to make you sound your best. Thousands of satisfied Oralex customers have experienced improved acoustics, along with free expert advice. Total sound control products from Oralex enjoy widespread use among prominent artists, producers, engineers, and corporations worldwide. Remember, it's not your gear, it's the room. Visit Oralex.com for more information. And great audio starts with great gear. And Zoom's 30-year reputation promises quality and affordability. Visit zoom-na.com today for recorders, audio interfaces, effects pedals, and more. We're Zoom, and we're for creators.